0: probably already heard. If you're new to Eastlake, welcome. Great to have you with us. It's my privilege and honor today to uh, bring the message part of our service and um, I'm excited about it. I've been looking into it for a while and let's get into it right now. Is that okay? Christmas, you think about Christmas, right? It's come and it's gone and yet how quickly do things move on? Especially in our local area where Bronnie and I live, the local coals. Was baking hot cross buns on Boxing Day. There's a few voters over here for oh, hot cross buns, but how quickly is that? It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Eh? Of course, for all of us, there's a New Year's resolutions that are inevitable, aren't they in our lives? Because deep down, deep down, you and I, we all want to be better. We all want to do better we all want to become better people don't we yeah, yeah there's 13 we all want to become better people amen yeah. yeah come on come on let's do it amen i agree with you so during the month of january that during the month sorry <laughs> during the month of january we are launching a collection of talks that have been titled under construction these, which are all about building something bigger than you. And today, today that something is building or rebuilding who you actually are. Can we pray? Pray again. God, we just thank you. We just thank you that by your Spirit and by your Word, which has been planted into our lives as a seed, then by your Spirit, we ask and pray that you would saturate those words and that word, that specific word that we hear today, so that we can actually become who we are to be in you and you in us. And God, we pray and ask that today that this message would be just for each and every one of us, a sense of hope and a sense of joy and a sense of resilience. And God, we just pray and ask you that that seed of your word will be saturated with your spirit. And they all said, Amen. Have you ever asked anyone to give you a brief overview on who they think you are? Have you ever asked somebody, you know, tell me how, how, how you think I really am. It's an interesting challenge, really, because what would they say? What would they say about you? How, how would they describe you? See, I ask this question because who you are really, who we are really will eventually come out in what you do and one of the puzzles of life is why so many people live so badly not so much wickedly just badly and there is little to admire unless that is good enough to imitate in the people who are prominent in our society and culture see we have celebrities but not saints our society is driven by mass media reports that they are filling with us Well, their words, yet there's no actions. And if, on the other hand, we look around for what it means to be a mature person, who is one of integrity and wholesomeness, we don't find much and we don't find many. These people are around, yet they're not lauded as influencers. Rarely do they get a gig on a talkback show, for they're not really admired in society. They are rarely looked upon for who they are. They rarely, they rarely get a mention at the Oscars, these kind of people. For there is no Oscar. There is no Oscar for integrity. There is no Oscar for honesty. There is no Oscar for generosity. There is no Oscar for faithfulness. There is no Oscar for being responsible for your own actions. There is no prize for being trustworthy of things which we should be living out and becoming more and more like all the time. To think about these virtues, values are not handed out. They're just not handed out like they do at the Oscars. No, they are built. These kind of virtues here that I just mentioned are built on the long road of obedience to God's will and God's way in how we live and who we are. In the year's end, no one compiles a list of the best lived lives. Now, more often than not, it's the 10 most wealthiest people. They get applauded, whoa, success, you know, great. We don't, we don't think much about that, about the 10th most powerful people in the world or in our society. But then sadly, more often than not, these same people that were lauded for their wealth and for their success, they hit our headlines due to a scandal or a lack of integrity, or or a moral failure. Why? Because achieving success without first deciding what kind of person you want to be is a disaster waiting to happen. Think about that. Achieving success without first deciding What kind of person you want to be is a disaster waiting to happen. Thankfully, God has spoken into generations of people that can show you how to build a life that is admired because of the quality of your character. And this goes for all of us. We're all under construction. See, one of these people that can... Reveal to us how to build a great uh, character is Daniel, whose story we find in the Old Testament. He is one of these people, a man that decided the kind of person who he would be long before he became famous or a celebrity. Let's read a snippet of his story in Daniel 6 and 1 to 4. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and to protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators And high officers, because Daniel, Daniel had a great ability. The king made plans because of his great ability. The king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then, then, then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling. The government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticise or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. He was without fault. He was without fault. Now, if somebody was scrutinising your life in the way that you had, Handle your time, the way you treat other people, the way you deal with money, the way you think about others. If, if, if somebody was to scrutis- criticize you and scrutinize you, what would they find? Would it be like, Daniel, are you completely trustworthy? Now, that word trustworthy, I just love it because you've got to be worthy before you get the trust. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I'm trustworthy. Now you proved to me. You prove to me you're worthy for that trust. Because that trust sitting on your shoulders represents me. You see, it's, it's, it's trustworthy. It's, are we faithful? Like, he said, Daniel was completely faithful. Are you faithful? Am I faithful? All the time? No. No, but Daniel was. See, Faithfulness and responsibility and trustworthiness, in other words, character, that Daniel had allowed God to build on the inside of him, drove his enemies, the other 119 satraps they drove him crazy. He drove them crazy. They were so jealous of his success, they wanted to trip him or trap him in any way they could. See, Daniel is eventually, we know the story, He's eventually thrown into the Daniel's, the lion's den. But God miraculously rescues him out of the mouths lion, out of, the, of the lion. And he's saved, and eventually, eventually, he is honored as a leader. His character and his faith are applauded and brought out into the open. When was the last time somebody really encouraged you and I about our character? in a way that applauded. We were, it's like, wow, that that you were, that is amazing. See, this character, however, had been there long before the Lion's Den for Daniel. This character had been under construction long before the Lion's Den. It was formed in private, not in the public arena where people might be able to applaud him. Yet it was found its way into the public arena eventually. Daniel had been willing to stand up against the culture of the day, no matter what it cost him. See, in Babylonian society, we could have blend, he could have blended in in such a way that his faith over time would just slowly, slowly, slowly fade away. But instead, he chose to stand up against the tide and let everyone know of his unwavering faith in the one true living God. Daniel, Daniel wasn't defined so much by what he had done or hadn't done, but by who he had become, a person of integrity. You too, you and I, We too are, in the end, not defined by what we do or what we have done, but by who you are. Who you are is way more important than what you do. It's not the title on your door, the boss, or anything like that. Nothing. Nothing. Which brings us back to the question. Who should I be then? Who should I be? Who should you be? You ask that question of yourself. Who should I be then? Let's have a look at Colossians 3 and 11 in the TPT version. In this new creation life, your nationality means no difference. Or your ethnicity Education or economic status, they matter nothing, nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as He lives in every one of us. Now, just hold on a minute, just hold on a minute for a second. This this nothing and everything, see. We can say, well, I've got Christ in me, yeah. i got Jesus in me. I'm a Christian, you know. But just because got a, you're a Christian doesn't mean you've got great character, you know. It, just, it doesn't mean that everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's very generous or, you know, very forgiving. No, no. It's, it's, what's your character here? He's saying everything. He's saying, listen, it's Christ in you. is being formed in you. It's not, like oh, I've got Jesus in my heart. Are you becoming more like Jesus? Is your life representing Jesus without you even knowing it? Because of what you're doing for in, in Him and Him in you. See, we just can't say, oh yeah, I know Jesus. No, we need to be continually growing. We need to be continually building something that's significant through our lives and in our lives and through our lives. We're going to be building a construction of character. Our character is the most Valued thing that we've got to invest in. Who are you becoming? Who do you want to become? Who are you becoming? Well, you know, scrutinize yourself. It's really important because Paul makes it crystal clear here that it makes no difference. It makes no difference what you have done in your background. No difference whatsoever. It is all about Christ and then Christ being formed in. You, Christ being formed in you is the process of being under construction. Has anybody here built a house? You know, built a house from scratch. You know, yeah, yeah. I've done a few, three or four. And so, you know, if you have built a house, or if you haven't, just listen in. You might find something out. Um, If you if you have built a house and been involved in a, a construction, you will know that the foundation is the most important part. Because if it's solid, the rest of it will be solid as well. See, Paul is referring here to us in the Colossians passage, Jesus living in us is our foundation. Jesus living in us is your foundation for the formation of the character of Christ to be formed in you. If without that foundation... Will be a statistic as well. And then brick by brick, though, this construction continues and continues and continues. And sometimes, like your character, maybe, sometimes you go for us, Bron and I, we you know, build a few houses over our time, and you'd rock up at the site, and you'd go, oh, yeah, you know, the slab's down, the footings and the slabs are down, that's great, oh, awesome, that's fantastic. And you come back in a couple of days' time and you have a look again, it's still the same. You know, nothing's changed, you know. And you think, oh, where, where's the supervisor? You know, oh, I'm the supervisor. Anyway, so come back a few more days, you know, still nothing, it's just a slab. And you think, whoa, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Sure enough, though, if you stay faithful to the process, if you stay faithful to the process of building your character, you are under construction and you build integrity and faithfulness and trustworthy integrity, honesty, generosity. If you build those things into your life steadily as you'll see the house getting built, so too your character. See, Daniel was all about building something bigger than himself. Now, i For for us, we should be doing the same, I think. His intent was all about who he would become before what he would accomplish. And because of this, he prioritized quality time with God. Now this, this part here, it's a small verse, but I just love it. It's a cracker. Cracker means good. Daniel 6 and 10 in the NLT version. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down, as usual, in his upstairs room. With its window open towards Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. Wow. Can we just unpack this for a moment? Think about it. Read that. Read it. See, Daniel, Daniel, the whole thing about the law here, this law that be, had been signed, it was actually for his death. The signature was for his death. The other 119 star officers, etc., provinces, leaders, really were jealous and they tricked or trapped the Darius the king into signing a contract that nobody king the 119 come before him and said King Darius let's for the next 30 days in our whole nation let's for the next 30 days that we sign it get everybody to sign a contract and agree to this that nobody prays to anybody but you Darius well he, he would have thought he was pretty good about that wouldn't he you know this is what it was signed, and they the, the signature signed off meant when they found Daniel praying. That was the law. He was he had to die. He had to be thrown into the lion's den because Daniel had consistently spent God, time with God in praying and reading, doing what he'd always done. Not. Trying to get accolades on his own, but just by him being himself and prayer with God, because of that, he had built his character. Daniel over time, had built this character, which meant that when the pressure of the lion's den facing the lion's den had been torn to pieces by lions on, in his life, when this was pressure was on his life, the construction of his life didn't come tumbling down. He had built his life on the rock and there was, and was therefore able to respond. With integrity and honor. See, I, I've I've noticed, or seen, or observed, or whatever, experienced some people who might say, "Oh, I lost five hundred dollars. I'm devastated. Oh, what am I gonna do?" You know, you know, they got forty thousand in the bank, but five hundred, like, oh no, their life they just crumble. You see, not Daniel. No, he'd build a life of character. He was worthy of God's trust in his life. See, Daniel also built great connections. He, brought a, he had a great connection for a long time with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And we too, this is important for us. Connections are really important to be in life with others. And can I say something about, well, we have connect groups here at Eastlake and there are different times throughout the week. But can I encourage you? Can I encourage you today, that you can sign up at the info desk at the back there, but can I encourage you, when you go to your connect group, that's the first thing is you're going to decide to go to one, you know, and, but when you go to the connect group, you don't go, oh yeah, I'm here, you know, where's my cup of tea? And that's cold, but anyway, that's okay. And so, it's, you know, you don't go, no, you, you bring something to the connect group. Bring something, not just food, bring an attitude, bring an energy. Bring a prayer. And when, you, when you're open in prayer to connect group, if you do, be passionate, have energy, trust God, pull the heavens down so that the hell may be destroyed. Do something more powerful than you normally do. Build something in the connect group. Don't, don't just sit around and whisper to each other and just say, oh, okay, now we're going home. Oh, no, no. When you close that thing in prayer, close with passion, close with faith, close with hope. Build something that is strong in the life of your connect group and that will spill out into other groups, into other people's lives. You'll notice it. I'm, I'm going to make this a, a decision in my own life to bring something with passion. Bring hope. Bring a message. Bring, bring in a word of encouragement. Bring a word of encouragement. It's so important. Always remembering that it is all about who you want to be before you decide what you want to accomplish. Do you blokes need to hear that again? Always remembering, this is about building something significant. We're under construction. This is about constructing character. Who you are is more important than what you do. Always remembering that it's all about who you want to be before you decide what you want to accomplish. So what might be some of these B goals for you? Just as the team come up, that would be great. What are some B goals? Because we set other goals. Oh, I've got this financial goal. I've got a, this one and a, this one and a, this goal. But for in 2020, what is, what's going to be some B goals? Just two, three maybe? Because for us here at Eastlake, integrity Honesty, faithfulness, worthy of trust, being responsible for your own actions and not blaming others. That's really important because we want to form lives, build lives of character, of integrity, of honesty, purity. People that will be admired because of who they are, way more than what they do. Mm. In closing, just I want to read a, a page, and I would like you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes. It'll take a couple of minutes. Just in your mind's eye, see yourself. See yourself going to the funeral. Of a loved one. Keep your eyes closed. Picture yourself driving to the funeral parlour, parking the car, and getting out. As you walk inside the building, you notice the flowers and the soft organ music. You see the faces of friends and family you're passing along the way you feel the shared sorrow of losing the joy of of having no one that radiates from the hearts of people there as you walk down to the front of the room and look inside the casket you suddenly come face-to-face with yourself. This is your funeral three years from today. All these people have come to honour you, to express feelings of love and appreciation for your life. As you take a seat and wait for the service to begin, you look at the program in your hand. There are to be four speakers The first is from your family, immediate and extended. Children, brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, who have come from all over the country to attend. The second speaker is one of your friends. Someone who can give a sense of what you are and who you are as a person. And the fourth is from your church where you've been involved in service. Now, think deeply. What would you like each of these speakers to say about you and your life. What kind of a husband, what kind of a wife, father or mother would you like their words to reflect about you? What kind of a son or what kind of a daughter or a cousin? What kind of a friend What kind of a working associate? What character, what character would you like them to have seen in you? What contributions, what achievements would you want them to remember? Look around carefully at the people around you here. What difference would you like to have made in their lives? God, in this moment, I pray and ask that by your spirit, by your word, in each of the people that are here today and those who are listening to podcasts, we pray and ask, I pray and ask over this congregation, God, that you would sow seeds of character build build God our lives strengthen the foundations of our lives of what we base our faith on it is on you because everything else is nothing nothing but Christ is everything Christ is everything and God we pray and ask that that He would be our foundation He would be our foundation Jesus just before we finish our service you can open your eyes now just before we finish our service I, I just want to ask if there's anybody here today who has heard about this Jesus Christ same person Jesus Christ and if you would want to or desire to to get to know Jesus and to put your trust and faith in Him. So many of us here have done so, said yes to Jesus in regards to receiving His forgiveness and therefore our salvation. And today with everybody just staying, remaining seated, I just want to invite anybody here today, if you know that you want to, you know, Give your life to Jesus because He alone is the one that can bring your salvation and therefore your forgiveness and your righteousness being right with God. It's through working on your character, believing in Jesus, trusting that He raised from the dead and now lives. God, we pray and ask today is there anybody that would be here today that you'd have the courage to say yes? I want to chase after Jesus. I really do. Is there anybody here today? Great. God, we just thank you for this moment in time. May we all experience your blessing in this year that is ahead. And they all said, Amen.